baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is a Monday afternoon. Just a quick reminder, Wednesday and Thursday up in D.C. We'll be doing the uh, annual broadcast from Hold Their Feet to the Fire, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Uh, it should be quite a uh, quite a stellar lineup, that's for sure. I know next week our old pal Bill O'Reilly is going to be back with us. We've got Todd Starnes and Brian Kilmeade and... Uh, Glenn Beck, who are going to be uh, dropping by in the uh, the next couple of weeks as well. And uh, one of the things that so many of us, so many of us are concerned with, right? education. Now, there's some people who sort of pay lip service, and then there are those of us who have kids who are like, hey, I'm all in on this. I need to know what's going on. And this COVID theater that we went through, where many of us, for the first time perhaps ever, could really see and hear what was going on inside the classrooms that our children were attending. Now, I get it. It was virtual, but we were listening. I don't know about you. A lot of my friends did not like what they heard. So that brings up this issue of educational freedom. Can you sort of pick your kid up and move them where you want them to go? How are you going to do it? What are the finances involved? Uh, the Heritage Foundation analyzes educational freedom. Lindsey Burke is the director of the uh, Center for Edu- Education Policy at Heritage, one of the editors of this report. Lindsey, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Give us a sense. When, when the folks at Heritage talk about educational freedom, what do you mean? Well, that's why this report is different than anything else that is out there. Usually when you see state rankings of education, You'll see rankings that are really input-based. So how much does a state state spend on education uh, would be the primary indicator that these rankings usually assess. But it's all input-based. It doesn't look at what the actual outcomes are. And no other report card assesses your level of education freedom as a parent. And that is imperative. And so we look at your access as a family to school choice options. We look at academic transparency. Do you as a parent? Are you able to easily see what your children's schools are teaching? And then we look at things like regulatory freedom in a state, how free are private schools to operate in the state? And then importantly, we look at spending, but in a very different way. We actually look at return on investment for taxpayer dollars. Okay, so uh, Virginia, that's where we are. How do we rank? Well, not great, which pains me as a Virginia resident to say, but overall we are 20th. Uh, in education freedom. So we're right in the middle of the pack there. And we're really brought down by our school choice rank. We're 42nd overall in terms of school choice, which puts us like well below where California is, for example. So we do very poorly on school choice. Transparency, uh, Virginia actually does pretty well. 10th overall on transparency to families when it comes to the content that is taught in their children's schools. 
And then on regulation, we're 26th. And on spending, we are 24th overall on spending in the state. All right. So let, let's talk about the, uh, the important one, uh, the idea that we just don't have school choice here in the Commonwealth. Why is that and how do we rectify this? Right. So this is the the big question right now. Uh, Virginia, for a long time, has been a just desert when it comes to education options for families. Um, Eventually, we saw a modest tax credit scholarship program put into place a few years ago. That was welcome news for many families across the Commonwealth. And uh, slowly, we're seeing, thanks in large part to Governor Youngkin's leadership, access to charter schools expanded across the state. But prior to recent years, I mean, there was literally a handful of charter schools in the Commonwealth, which is really just exceptional if you consider the fact that that is sort of the first rung on the education choice ladder are public charter schools. And most states across the country now have a pretty robust charter school landscape, and yet Virginia doesn't even have that at the moment. And so we're in a position where most families are assigned to the neighborhood district school that is closest to where they can afford to purchase a home and unless they can afford to pay twice once for their local property taxes to support the district school Mm -hmm. and then again for private school tuition that's the school their child's relegated to regardless of whether or not it is safe or the right fit for them or aligns their values lindsey burke is joining us she is the director of the center for educational policy at the heritage foundation You know, Lindsay, I I look at uh, the eight years of Terry McAuliffe and Ralph Northam, and and there was no question with these guys, but uh, that the NEA, the AFT, they were the ones calling the shots. They they made sure that uh, there was no opportunity for for any parents to get any chance to do anything other than the neighborhood school, unless you had a a huge amount of money. Some of us are blessed in that we, we could live in a district where we like the schools, and it's part of the reason we moved to Hanover County, but I I look at families who are in the city of Richmond, and Richmond public schools are amongst the worst in the nation. They're terrible. Chunks of schools that are unaccredited. uh, They don't have basic supplies. The uh, superintendent in the city of Richmond is more concerned with sitting in his office sending out these left-wing political missives via email every afternoon. Those kids are flipping doomed, and and, and how on earth are we going to help them? And all of that, most of it, comes down to a mismanagement of resources. Virginia spends a lot of money on education, and in Richmond, even more, because most schools are eligible for additional federal Title I funding. And so if you look at Virginia in terms of cost of living adjusted uh, spending, Virginia now is spending $13,500 per pupil per year on average. But again, in places like Richmond, considerably more if uh, schools are receiving Title I funding. and Yet, uh, if you look at outcomes, you're absolutely right. In places like Richmond, they are abysmal. And look, even if you are in an uh, area in Virginia, um, I'm sitting up in northern Virginia where mm-hmm. outcomes are pretty strong. You can be in the best school in terms of academic outcomes, but it can be the worst school for your particular child. If you're in a school that is uh, trying to help a child um, transition genders behind your back, if you are in a school that is unsafe, if you're in a school that is trying to put into place the racist ideas and critical race theory. That school is not likely the right fit for you. And so even if it's performing well academically, families still need options. Wow. I... 
I just hope against hope that we've got folks who are uh, going to be active in this. We know that Governor Yunkin is on board with this. Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears, God bless her. I mean, she's delivered so many uh, different speeches, uh, particularly targeting underperforming districts like the city of Richmond. Is it just a matter of electing more Republicans in the state Senate and the, uh, the House of Delegates, or is there more to this? You know, I think there is actually more to it. Um, However, I am optimistic because more and more families across the country now are actually experiencing education choice, that ability to select into a learning environment that is the right fit for their children. And as more and more families get a taste of education freedom, they're demanding more and more families are demanding it. And so I do think that there is a just broad education campaign that also needs to take place at the same time. And I think there has to be a strong coalition of groups in Virginia to make that happen. And I am very optimistic that that coalition has really started to take shape in Virginia. I think Virginia is better situated now than it has ever been to get wide scale, robust education choice. And until we do that, we're not going to see a lot of accountability on the public school system either. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if we look at the moves that Governor Youngkin made recently, the executive order that he issued in January of this year uh, that really puts into place protections against things like critical race theory, that was a huge and important step. But parents still need the ability to vote with their feet. And so until we have something in place like a universal education savings account, where every single dollar can follow a child to a learning environment that fits their needs, parents aren't going to have the strongest form of accountability possible, which is their ability to exercise the option to leave a school. And look, I'll just say, next door in West Virginia, West Virginia now has a near universal education savings account in place. Every single child currently in a public school and every entering kindergarten child, if they want, will be able to use an ESA where they get their portion of the state per pupil funding in an account that their family controls, and they can then use that to pay for any education-related service or product or provider. I mean, it's incredible, and that's right next door. Arizona just did it for every single child in the state. So it is possible to do it. I think pretty soon Virginia is going to be in a situation where we can look around and surrounding our neighbors, surrounding states, all have robust education freedom, and we do not. Lindsay, it's incredible insight. And for those who are hearing this again, okay, I need to see the whole report. How do people take advantage of this uh, study that you helped to edit? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you can go to heritage.org slash education report card, and everything is there. We assess dozens upon dozens of metrics. So there's a lot there just beyond education choice. There are interesting things like teacher to non-teacher staff ratios. By the way, Virginia is underwater on that metric. There are interesting things like unfunded teacher pension liabilities as a proportion of state GDP. So definitely go to heritage.org slash education report card and check it out. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. That is Lindsay Burke. She is the director of the Center for Education Policy at the Heritage Foundation. And you heard what she had to say. I mean, other states are saying, okay, here, here's the Dollar amount, we've got budgeted overall, and every kid entering the system, every kid who's in the system, you've got a chunk of that. And if your parents look at where you happen to be attending school, whether it is uh, a, a thoroughly underperforming district like the city of Richmond, and your parents say, hey, we're picking this kid up and we're moving him over here, fantastic. Or you're in a really great 
school division. And you're thinking, man, they're just blowing academics out of the water, and they're always number one on this, and they have all the athletics I want. But they're also teaching my kid that on Monday they can be a boy, and on Tuesday they can be a girl, and on Wednesday it doesn't matter. And you're saying, no, those aren't my values. You too could pick your kid up and move them to a a school that is more suitable. So that that's a great opportunity. And thanks again to Lindsay up there at the uh, Heritage Foundation. It is 345, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.